Hey everyone, Tom here. Welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. If you're new to the podcast, it is myself and a guest going through a Metallica song critically, appraising it, appreciating it, damning it. Today is the 28th most played Metallica song live. That's over Memory Remains, Wolf and Man, Hit the Lights, even over Saint Anger. This is one of their all-time most famous covers. This is, of course, So What?, you never forget this song, really, from the moment you hear it. It's indelible. It is the name of their magazine. It is a song that the band just seemed to love and, and embody in their humour. And I'm really excited to get to it with today's guest. Just before we do that, please follow us at MetallicaPod. You can get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to hop on. I was going to say do a song. We haven't really got any spots available. If you want to just do something, for example, uh, Nate got in touch a few days ago wanting to do When a Blind Man Cries. He does the Deep Purple podcast, fantastic podcast. Check that out. There's nothing available, so I just figured let's just talk about Deep Purple's influences on Metallica. I'm actually recording this after this, so I don't know if that's going to be a long episode, a short episode, a shambolic one. I know it'll be fun. So yeah, if you've got an idea for a topic, for example, I really want to do a Guitar Hero Metallica episode. I've never played the game. I can catch you on Let's Plays. If you play it, if you know it well, get in touch with me. Let's do something like that. Or anything else you want to discuss. Maybe you want to discuss the Anti-Nowhere League. I don't know anything about them before the uh, wiki that I've cribbed from. But uh, yeah, so that's there. Patreon is there as well of course if you want to give back you want to support the show the rss feed there will give you access to episodes like this a week two weeks or so before they go out the so what files as well the magazine i mentioned before i'm doing a you know a kind of zine analysis i suppose looking at historical moments that are mentioned in their own magazine and you know all that sort of stuff itunes is there as well please leave us a review but today i'm joined by someone i've had on the show a few times uh, we discussed when he saw the band on the worldwide tour as well as a free speech for the dumb episode russell how's it going sir hey, i'm good man thanks for having me back I think I mentioned this before on the other episode like you perennially come up on my feed you're in squash <laughs> you're in squash right I am yes okay okay yes. so it's all, all, always nice to see you then always like, how do I know this guy I'm like, oh yeah that's how I know this guy <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll put the links down below we normally mention the band at the end but we'll, we'll get him a little uh, that's how I feel about the uh, battle rap challenge I, that pops up in my feed I'm like oh yeah that's Tom's thing that's right <laughs> battle rap resume get it right yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I'm sorry oh my goodness that's <laughs> no, all good so we're talking about so what like when, when did you first hear this song do you remember that moment Yes, I first heard the song when they put out Garage Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I heard it. I must have been like, you know, 15, 16 years old. And uh, I got to say, the song when I first heard it, like, kind of turned my cheeks red because yeah. I had never heard anybody say any of those words. Mm-hmm. And uh, and honestly, even even when I just looked up the lyrics before we uh, we got on today, some of them I was, I was actually confused oh, yeah. by. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, yeah, I was kind of singing certain lines wrong, and I just thought that was really funny. Uh, I guess there's like a lot of British slang that I thought meant one thing, but it's another, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, yeah, it's, it's just it's mired in that. And it is weird that they mention like Hastings and Eastbourne. I mean, mm-hmm. Brighton's a little more famous, but those, those two are definitely right. a bit more obscure. And yeah, I was similar to yourself. I think I was a little bit younger. I remember my older cousin, Peter, got me into the band, loaded up my click wheel iPod, with all the albums this would have been like oh four maybe so i was like 12 and i remember hearing this song 
and <laughs> you know <laughs> 12. <laughs> 12 12 exactly exactly and the heaviest thing i'd heard the punkiest thing i heard whatever you want to call it was metallica that you know that was the watermark and mm. since then you know as a kid whatever being raised by the internet and all these crazy fucking things you see but i've never really heard anything like that i mean you know mention like i've even sucked an old man's cock i i can still remember be like mouth agape at that absolutely you're, you're like, you know, you're a little kid and you're like, whoa, why would you, number one, why would you admit that? Yes, um, yeah, exactly. In the song. <laughs> and like, you didn't know it was so like tongue in cheek. Like, I, I guess I just didn't know at the time I was, I was naive. No, it was cock in cheek, but you're right. It, it, it was yeah. that level. But yeah. And, and ramming down throats and right. points of piss. I mean, like you say, we're, we're going to pour through all of these <laughs> lyrics. But yeah, that initial impression of the song, it's weird, like most Metallica songs are sort of, oh yeah, I probably heard that then, whatever. But this, I can actually remember like sitting in a car, hearing it, and just being like pinned to the seat, because it's just, I mean, it's it's raucous, isn't it? It, it, It's it's, it's so punk, it's it's, like, you know, I've said this before, like, when I heard um, Nevermind the Bollocks for the first time, I was really like, oh, this is punk, this is going to blow my mind, and it was so gentle, it was so Mm. not there. This has a real anarchic snarl to it yeah it fucks you up when you first hear it like because you're so used to metallica you know singing like metallica is a real serious band and they're singing about like death and it's very poetic and then when you hear this you're just you're you're like you know no i never thought headfield would sing those kind of lyrics and and you know what you're just like like it just kind of throws you off balance because you're like whoa is that like is that my metallica doing that you know yeah (laughs) yeah i mean so it's an anti-Nowhere League song, and they are like... I mean, it's funny, actually, because we did the Discharge, which um, is a similar band. We yes. did Free Speech for the Dumb. Definitely go check out that episode. And like Discharge, like Anti-Nowhere League, you know, like Budgie, like, like all these other fucking bands, like Holocaust, they're a band that got catapulted into familiarity through Garage Inc. and I'm sure the royalties are a welcome thing. And it's quite cool, towards the end of the episode I mentioned it, like Anti-Noah League and Metallica have like played together and stuff like that. Obviously Metallica look up to these guys. Familiar to you at all? Do you have any awareness of this band outside of the Garage Inc. sphere? No, I had never heard them before this. This was the first time I had ever heard of them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they got uh, they got thirty seven thousand streams on Spotify monthly, and I know, like, I always like to quote the streams, but it's not really a good sign of like older bands. <laughs> it's more for like upcoming stuff and whatever, and you know, the majorly influential band. It goes without saying, but um, but yeah, obviously the guys were into them and they wanted to immortalize this, and it was on Sad but True, I think that was the original release, the B side. Right, right. And then, yeah, um, got immortalized on Gary Jink. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it said um, I read a thing where they had released it on the Unforgiven single, and then they put it out on Sabbath True single, and then there's a live, um, and then there's like a 30th anniversary uh, something um, like a celebration, like uh, recording that they uh, that they did it live again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, when it was put out on uh, Garage Inc. on uh, disc two. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just it it like obviously stands out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does. And as I said before, it's a name in the magazine. The band play it all the fucking time. Like it's a really important song. As sort of like right. as disgraceful and heinous of a track, but so what is? It means a lot to the guys. You know, uh, I was um, one of the last episodes that we did together. I had taken my girlfriend to her first Metallica concert. Mm-hmm. And on the way there, we were listening to Metallica songs. I'm trying to get her like boned up. And one of them was So What? And uh, she loved it. I mean, she just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it's it's a lot easier to take in but uh man even still listening to it today like not many bands do something that kind of visceral you know with their lyrics um it's just so like fuck you i love it i do i do yeah and i mean historically <laughs> um the song was kind of based in that comedic mode so apparently it was the band sitting around in a pub one night and hearing two men trying to outdo each other with stories and then going even further and embellishing it to the point of being you know completely obscene and i think there was some British legal trouble as well where the Obscene Publication Act removed all copies of it from sale uh, because the word fuck appeared in the first line, had to be taken off and, you know, I mean, it's got bestiality in it, it's got sexually transmitted <laughs> diseases, it's, it's got all of that but before we get into that subject matter, the song kicks off with James uttering the immortal line and then kicking into that riff, I mean, there's not too much to say about the riff, isn't it? It's a bit like Discharge we got into before you know, I mentioned this on the um, on the Sliver episode, how the riffs are also similar. It feels like there's just kind of this heavy punk riff. No, 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 no. They just, they all come from, they all come from this font. Yeah, they just want you to rage. I think uh, it's not, you know, it's definitely not rocket science. Um, but it's like, a, is it two chords over and over? And then the actual verse itself is just one straight, you know, I don't know, they're playing in B or C or something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, so... The lyrics are the focus of the song, and I love I love how they uh, how the original band wrote this song. I think it's a great story. Um, listening to two people arguing in a pub and using that as like the basis for your song, I could just it just screams punk rock. Like they're just like, who cares? Who cares about you? You know, like yes, it's, yeah. it's, that's a funny story. Exactly, it's and it's it's not saying I've been to Las Vegas. I've been to fucking Turin. It's I've been to <laughs> Eastbourne and Hastings are anonymous places, and at the t- even right. now Brighton isn't real. Like Brighton's kind of a hipster mecca, whatever down south. It's so what you boring little cunt as well. Like, I don't think I'd heard the word cunt when I was twelve in that car. Like, <laughs> you don't really Same. hear it, but, and I think James replaces cunt with fuck twice in their versions. Right. There's even more cunt on the anti nowhere league one. Yeah, I definitely hadn't either. I didn't realize that that was like a, a you know, like a English slang. And mm-hmm. it's funny because the song starts out kind of innocent enough where you're just like, I've been hating, no no indication that it's going to talk about, you know, ramming dicks down a goat, uh, you know, like a, uh, so, uh, or fucking a sheep or whatever. Um, there's no indication of that. So like when you're listening to it, if you're just innocent enough, you're like, oh, okay, let's see what this one's about. Oh, it sounds like another Misfits cover. And then mm-hmm. by, by verse two, you're just, oh, you're, you're just like, what the hell? Like this just took a sharp yeah, left turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of artistry in the comparison. Like I like the fact that he's fucked the queen and then almost gone back in, well, gone back in time and fucked back. So these kind of, like, <laughs> you know, real elevated figures. And then an old man's cock as well. So he right. doesn't discriminate. And I guess there's some wordplay going on with fuck to sheep, fuck to go, I've rammed my cock down its throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, but, it, it, you know, it is about that pure abandon of anarchy, isn't it? Who cares? They, yes. they, don't, they don't fucking care. They can do anything they want. Like, they've got no shame about it, and that makes them kind of invincible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I never knew that he said, I fuck Bach. I only... I only found that out when I looked it up. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about what he said, but um, that's such a weird line. Like, I fucked Bach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I get it with the Queen. Sure, but, sure, yeah. yeah. I guess, I mean, maybe it's almost a musical slight, like, consider this height of classical composition 
and right. the chords that are going on now. But yeah, I guess I, I used to hear it as I fucked back as in B-A-C-K. Like if they were fucking me, I'd fuck back, you know, but, right, uh, but right. it makes more sense with the queen back. And then uh, I've had skank. I've had speed. I've jacked. I've jacked it until I bleed. So, so that was the that was the line that I um, that I thought was I've jacked off until I bleed. But going over the lyrics, this is I jacked up until I bleed. So I did a quick search on like Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And apparently, jacked up is another slang for um, like doing speed or cocaine or something oh, like that. Okay, or, jacked up. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it could be like you know he was blowing a lot of lines and then until he was bleeding, but or it could be jerking off until you bleed, which is that's what I always thought it was, and that always makes me cringe. Like just the you know the mental image it gives you, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. made me love the song even more. But like. <laughs> You just be like, oh god, that's the worst mental image ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just read it as jacked off and heard it as jacked off. But coming to think of it, I don't think Brits, especially back then, would have said jacked off. Maybe they would have done. I mean, you know, there's certain areas, but um, mm. I've drunk that. I've drunk this. I've spewed up on a pint of piss. Spewed up on a pint of piss. So like vomited into piss, which is even worse than just like, I, you know, the, so many layers to this. Song. Or is it like? Or is it like he puked because he was drinking shitty beer? Yeah, you know, the pint of pint of piss. Yeah, yeah, probably. It could be that. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I always thought like, yeah, he's puking in his own piss. Like that's fucking disgusting imagery right there, and it fits right in the song. So why not? Yeah, you know? are, you, are you familiar with the uh, the idea of the aristocrats? The joke. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like an aristocrat joke, isn't it? On a certain yeah. level, so what? Uh, in some other people who aren't aware, it's this kind of famous joke that comedians tell that it, basically the punchline is we're the aristocrats, and it's just the most sort of hor- the idea is to do the most horrific act, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Physically, and it goes into all different ways. Definitely check them out on YouTube. <laughs> That'll give you hours of uh, fun oh watching. God. Crabs, lice. I've had the clap, and that ain't nice. I love that aside, and that ain't nice. Right, yeah. It's just so casual, like, yeah, and that's not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all not nice, you know, <laughs> anti-nowhere guys, but yeah. But I guess he's, I guess this is a conversation between two people, like, or maybe he's just saying it to, like, you know, the guy at the bar, like, I've had crabs, I've also had lice, and I've had the clap. Or, like, one guy's like, I've had crabs, and the other guy's trying to one up, I'm like, I've had lice, and the other guy's like, I've had the clap. Yeah, you know, yeah, that ain't yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, there is a one-upmanship threading yeah. throughout the track. <laughs> And, you know, the song, when you first listen to it, is constantly challenging, you know, your personal borders of decency. And I guess the coup de grace is, I've even fucked a schoolgirl's twat. Which, you know, it depends how you read that. Because obviously, I mean, they're aiming for the paedophilic, I'm sure. Schoolgirl could be younger. I mean, none of it's good to debate, really. But that that is probably the most shocking line. You know, it's... um... I just, uh, I'd love to play this for somebody, like, for the first time yeah. and just watch their face, you know, like a, like a challenge you see online. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The so what challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you cower, yeah, you lose, like, yeah. You know, if you're not a regular Metallica fan or you're not a punk fan, like, this song is hard to listen to. Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it could be, it could be hard to take in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, massively, massively. And I mean, that's it for the lyrics, pretty much. But yep. the, you know, the song itself, there isn't that much variation. There is the gang vocals on the chorus, and you hear that, that little bit of guitar as well that helps to carve it out, which is nice. And then into a solo that isn't in the original, in the original is just kind of another riff, which I think it's quite nice. I think this, you know, Kurt just sort of rings the lick for all it's worth, but it does its job. Um, yeah, there's a nice solo, and... Um... There's a uh, 30th anniversary 
um, show that they did in LA where they had a, it was like four nights. And one of the nights they actually did this song. Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought the original singer. Um, I think they, they gave him a nickname. I think they called him Animal. Animal, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, uh, they sang this. They did the song with him singing it, and he kind of messed up. It must have been like nerves or whatever, or, or drinking too much. And they, when Hammett went, Hammett went into his solo, and then the guy started singing like too early after, oh, and it kind of okay. messed them up. And I remember what, listening to it, and I'm like, how do you mess this song up? This song's like three chords, and it's like two and a half minutes, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is like your one song, dude. You came all the way over here, and and. Um, you know, you had one job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've done it, they've done it a few times, actually. In 90- oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, they've done it a few times together. In 92, they played Wembley Arena. Obviously, they played So What? And Animal actually put this on the Anti Nowhere League's website saying, quote, As I waited on the edge of the stage waiting to go on, it suddenly dawned on me I was about to stand in front of 10,000 punters who didn't know me from Adam and sing a song that I couldn't fucking remember. All that, kept, all that kept running through my head was, run, you silly old fucker. Uh, <sighs> you know, they did do it a few times. And you know, Metallica plays constantly. This is from uh, Joel McIver's Justice for All book as well, talking about the 94 tour. A Chicago show saw Danzig reappear on the Misfits song London Dungeon and Suicidal Tendencies played along with So What? Rob Trujillo in Suicidal at that time as oh, well. Oh, wow. Wow, that's really funny. I didn't know they had that deep of a connection. That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. It was that 94 tour that was when they actually played together because they play with Suicidal quite a few times in different permutations. But that, that was when Rob was in the band. I think that was a Shit Hits the Sheds tour or... Yeah, the song's been played a hell of a lot of times live, exactly 307 times. It was debuted at that show I just mentioned when Animal was on, October 25th, 92. It was last played at the anniversary show, so it hasn't been played for a long time. Um, December 9th, 2011. Mm. Does that surprise you? Not one worldwide airing? Like, everyone, you know, it's not like they've got to rehearse this song, really. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you know, they're older now, so maybe <laughs> they kind of want to... I mean, when you go to I the mean, show now... it was only eight years ago that they played it last, but yeah. that's Yeah, that's true. I mean, you went to their show recently. Yeah. I mean, did, did you see a lot of younger people, like, at the show? I did, actually, yeah. I saw a lot yeah. a lot, a lot of parents and kids. That was the Surprise. dominant one, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, like, that has something to do with it, but mm-hmm. also, you know, they've also released, like, how many albums since then, so it's like, they've only got an hour and 40 minutes to squeeze everything in, so I'm sure it'll pop up at some point again, for sure. Yeah, I mean, as, as I said before, it's been played, it's a 28th most played song, so, you yeah. know, it, it, it's up there with everything, I mean, it's considered number 27's Motor Breath, and number 26's right. Bread Fan. There's a few more covers they've played more, they've played Am I Evil 768 times, and yeah. Last Caress, 818. So I, I was thinking So What was like that level. It's not quite there, but a mm-hmm. lot of people might know it from Cunning Stunts. I'm pretty sure they agree right. with that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I oh. remember that. I, I think the only time I've seen them play was when my first show at uh, Tattoo the Earth. Mm-hmm. It was the only, first and only time I've seen them play that song. It would have been great if they did it with the symphony. That would have been fantastic. Ooh. That's a good show, actually. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a kind of song that works anywhere, doesn't it? Like it works at the start of the set to get you going. Works on the last couple of songs, like a bit of a jump start, the heart kind of thing. Like it's just perfect to mm-hmm. place it in. Well, they're coming back with the symphony again. Maybe they'll uh, oh, yeah. maybe they'll throw it in there. <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful if so. What was on there? But um, mm. but yeah, I mean, as we said before. It's kind of one of these tracks where it, it, it's it's the lyrics really that you want to focus on because like the majority of punk, the guitar just isn't really that interesting. I mean, in terms of the sound of the song as well, what do you think of the production? I thought the production was pretty good. I mean, it was kind of on the par of the Queen song that they did, mm-hmm. um, Stone Cold Crazy. I felt like it maybe had been recorded by the same people around the same time. Yeah. Um, it was clear, and uh, uh, Lars's drums are just like 
you know, really bombastic. Yeah. And um, really, I mean, the song is so tight. And compared to the original, you know, and the original's good too, but the, the Metallica version is just way tighter. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Metallica one just feels gigantic compared to the original. Yeah. And there is a charm to the original, of course, knowing where it came from. But, I mean, speaking of Lars, do you follow Lars on Instagram? I do, yeah. It's been cool seeing his Glastonbury escapades. Absolutely, He's been yeah. getting around, like, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just listened to um, Lars uh, did a really long interview with Howard Stern from a couple of years ago, and I just finished it the other day, um, where he's talking about uh, his art collection. And, um, uh, man, what a life. What a life yeah, that guy has. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I remember him when, when they played Glastonbury Metallica originally 2014, 2015, and he was, you know, he was saying how much he adored the place. And it seems sincere, and clearly he's, he's playing that forward in that vein. So as we always do, guys, at Metallic Pod, we open up to you. What are your thoughts on So What? Tommy says, I love it. Just a couple of minutes of Vulgarian humor. The most over-the-top moment of the song is my favorite line. It has to be, I had the clap, and that ain't nice. Next to all the heinous lyrical content, it just seems like such an understatement. There's a certain eloquence buried in this track's brazen nature, a punk masterpiece. Ironically enough, I just saw the Antinoe anti-nowhere league play this when opening up for the misfits and rise against a couple of days ago and it was wonderful that's cool that's still cool they're still out and they, and they i mean they are still out there they i think they were from 1980 to like the mid 90s and then they recouped at the end of that decade and kept going uh jamie saying james hetfield saying he's been to hastings and eastbourne is wonderful completely agree very weird <laughs> you know just yeah very weird to hear that david saying when i found a copy of the original version my friends and i used to listen to it and laugh our heads off at the lyrics ralph i love this irreverent punk rock take on one-upmanship originally done by the anti Noah league definitely not a track i could play with my parents around when i was a kid the song is awesome live but i don't think it'll be getting too much too many set lists anymore unfortunately Joe says a very strong contender for the most outrageous and hilarious lyrics in a song brilliantly british uh, brilliantly punk and Chris finally saying I feel like James said he blew his voice out recording it great song to tra- crank and piss off your neighbours which is how I'm sure they felt about the original I first heard this from the live shit on a cassette my cousin gave me with the 598 EP Russell any any closing thoughts on So What? Uh, you know he, that guy, last guy made a good point um, about James blowing his voice out I don't mm-hmm. know if that's true or not but um, you know the production of his voice he's m- mostly just kind of barking the lyrics at yeah. you and like kind of talking the lyrics as opposed to like saying but then there's like the who cares and it's like got this like chorus of james like mm-hmm. behind him which um they do you know here and there like creeping death and stuff but um they don't do like that often i thought that was really cool yeah makes you want to like chant along with it like who cares yeah oh yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean yeah i, I love this track and i love that metallica introduced me to this track because you know i and probably everyone else never would have discovered it but it is a brilliant oh, yeah. slice of uh of british street punk apparently it's on the asian version of the black album supposedly according to wikipedia as well so maybe someone can verify that as a uh, wow. bonus track on the 96 ntv europe music awards when metallica was supposed to play king nothing but played mm. last caress instead they also played so what after last caress um apparently i read that yeah yeah yeah, i mean yeah what a a double punch like the producers hoping they'll hear that king nothing riff and it's like oh no and and it was like all live on air so they played so wide they couldn't they couldn't bleep it out that is amazing that's amazing uh, apparently Sum 41 often use the Metallica versions their outro music as well over the sound system so uh, here you go little, little accolade there <laughs> that's funny yeah that is funny so um, I guess uh, you know guys let us know what you think what, what you think of So What get in touch with us at MetallicaPod MetallicaPod at gmail.com Squash Russell how, how do people discover your band 
So uh, we're on Facebook at Squash Music. Um, we are uh, Squash Squash Grooves on Instagram. And uh, if you like progressive funk music, uh, we're, we're your guys. Yeah. You, you are we're, like the anti-anti-Nowhere League. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, you know, we do a lot of like improvisation and more like spacey, funky mm-hmm. jams. Very trippy, you know, gets his like zone out too. Yeah. All right. All right. Sweet, man. So, um, yeah, we'll put Thanks. the links down below. And um, go check out the old episodes that we've done as well on Discharge and the concert. Let us know what you think of anti League, of So What. What is your favorite lyric from So What? Do you hope So What gets played live again? I certainly do. I can't really see an SLM2 airing. But uh, maybe if we get a shit hits the sheds again, again sort of thing, maybe they can put that out there. But uh, yeah, this has been Tom, Al Patalica, Russell, thank you again. Thank you, man. Thank you.